Hi, it's Henry, the voice of Cairo, here to remind you to check out this week's care warnings in the episode description, and grab a nice hot drink, and have a safe listen. Mythil presents Circe's Episode 5 Before I'm Gone Elias? Oh, yes, Mr. Timor. Can I ask you a favor? Um, yeah, that very much depends on what. One of my patients passed away this morning. I uh, found her old notebook, and it would mean a lot if you could handle the recording. I just don't think I have it in me. Oh. Who passed? Uh, Polly Greenwald. Wait, Polly passed away? That's a shame. I always did like that woman. I guess it was her time. I mean, she had no idea what was going on most of the time. I just wish there was a way she could have suffered less. You know what? Don't worry about it. I'll read through it. Just try to gather yourself up a little bit before your next patient. Right. My my apologies. Today will be a little different, since the notebook I found myself in possession of belonged to Polly Greenwald. She's been here since before most of us started. I skimmed through the first pages and I can determine that she started writing in this notebook back in 1968, when she was just 15 years old. I know Polly suffered from early onset dementia for almost her entire life. It'll be fascinating to get a glimpse of just what was going through her head as she fought her battle. Dr. Timor has put a few sticky notes in the book, which I assume are the passages he wants me to read. Let's not divert any further. This notebook has been filed under Case File 2501085-81 and recorded on the 24th of September, 2022, by Elias Emanuel Short, therapist in training at Sunshine Valley Mental Institution. 18th of September, 1968. The 5th of September is my birthday. It has been so since the day I came to this earth, for I was once a wee baby myself. I do not remember the day I came to this earth. I doubt I would be pleased if I did. My first memory occur way later than that. The first memory I would be able to remember would be from my third birthday, back in the olden days of 1956. Ever since, my birthday has been the most important event to come each year. A whole day just about me. 
seems more special when you grow up as the eighth child in the family. I've been counting down the days dutifully. I was so sure that my birthday was supposed to be today. So it came as a surprise when I woke to find that there was no decorations out. No one woke me up with a jolly song, nor any presents waiting for me by the dining table. I woke up my mother and she seemed perplexed when I asked her how she could have forgotten my birthday. My voice awoke my father, who mumbled to me that my birthday had taken place 13 days prior. That couldn't be. I had counted down the days on the calendar. But even as I arrived at school that day, I was informed that the date was in fact the 18th of September. Somehow, I had lost about a week of my memory, and I had no way of remembering when I must have lost the threat. I am planning to head bedwards, and hope the morrow brings me less of a troublesome mind. 6th of September, 1971 Impossible. It should be simply impossible. Have I come down with a humdudgeon? I, I must have. Once again, time has fled between my fingers. What I last remember is my mother's sweet touch against my cheek as she wished me good night. It was still 1970, and I know that I was happy. Months have passed me by as a birth in the sky. What shall come of me if my mind does not register what happens around me? I must see a doctor in the morning and pray the answers lie with him. Until then, rest assured that I am a woman now, and I shall face the challenges a woman must go through. 10th of November, 1975 Perhaps I was destined to never see the full of the life I was given. My head feels borrowed, though from who I cannot tell. I have grown plenty since I first cut paths with the cruel passage of time. It has taken years for me, with no signs of hesitation or regret. I had thought the time I had lost before I turned 18 was a long and cruel passage of time, yet now I realize that the year I have lost is much more dire to me. I awoke to a man by my side. It gave me a fright, I must tell you, for I have no memory of ever meeting him. I often ponder if he snuck into my life without permission and took a hold on me while I had no chance to tell him no. It seems we're to marry. 1975 is supposed to be a new time for all, especially women. But my mother is stuck in her olden ways, which must be typical for a posh upbringing. She never grew past the idea that money can buy you happiness. I am frustrated I haven't managed to stop her nonsense. For I do not wish to marry this man, but we are engaged, and my mother would never forgive me were I to call off the engagement. 5th of February, 1976 Now more than ever, I wish for forgetfulness to turn its eye upon me. I am to be wet today, but my mind is here and aware of it all. I often ponder what has led me to my moment of forgetting, but I doubt my pondering will do me any good. My faith is drawing closer by the second. My dress is rather lovely, but my mouth tastes awful with regrets I have yet to experience. How can you feel so dire about an action you haven't made, but in a way no you can avoid? I hear my soon-to-be husband's voice calling for me. I will once again write to you when the days pass me by without my knowledge. 
But for now, wish me the strength to say my I do's when it's appropriate. 26th of June, 1980. Awake me from this slumber, or take me away fully so I shall no longer suffer. I fear for the life I've had and what is meant to be mine in the future. The gods see me fit to wander the earth without half my life for myself. Who have I been given to share my life with, and why do they never warn of their arrival? Do they, like me, have no clue who the other person must be that lives the life that is ours? I'm turning 27 this year, yet I have lost years of growth to nothing in particular. I lastly recall the early summer morning of 1978, yet here I am, and not a day has passed. Still, the calendar on my walls tells me I am mistaken. I have had a child. That much has not escaped my notice. I look into my daughter's eyes, and I see nothing that is me shining back. She may as well have nothing to do with me. Her face and all that is her is foreign to me. I cannot love her, for she is an imposter. I don't even know her name, yet I am too ashamed to ask my husband. This sadness will swallow me whole soon enough, and I shall drown into its open jaws. 7th August, 1981 I have no idea where I am. The walls around me have been painted a dull baby blue, but the walls within my own home are a dark forest green. Where have I ended up, and what shall there be of me? 8th of August, 1981 My husband sent me away. I am no longer in my home in Ireland. I have been shipped away as if held no value to the man I wed. He must have shared the same emotional value as me, yet it shocks me to discover his blatant lack of empathy. A lovely young woman informed me that my husband Edgar sent me here after a doctor had diagnosed me with early dementia. He had no wish to keep in contact with me. I am alone across the ocean with a mind that is crumbling within my body. They looked quite worried when they spoke of my memory loss. I wish I didn't remember the dire tones they had when they informed me that no matter what they did, I would only be going downhill from here. My mind isn't mine. I am nothing but a broken woman. 5th of September, 1988 This time I woke a few days before my birthday. When I look in the mirror, it came as no surprise to me to discover soft smile lines that appeared on my face since the last time I was aware of myself. I am becoming an older woman. As per habit, I will tell you how long my brain has been absent. The last memory I can recall was a letter my dear sister sent me about my daughter Ophelia. The year was 1985, and Ophelia was celebrating her sixth birthday. She had given me the most delightful photograph of my dearest daughter. She had grown so much. On my birthday, I got to see my daughter for the first time in years. They had traveled far to come visit me. Ophelia is just ten, but ever so smart. My sister promised to help her write to me in hopes that I could connect with the daughter that my mind took away from me. Ophelia may no longer be my wee baby girl, but I hope so dearly I'll have a chance to get to know her before I'm gone for good. 
I can feel my childhood slipping through my fingers, and the face of the man I married is gone from my mind. I feel hopeless when I'm alone. I wonder what will be of me in a year or two. 9th of December, 1991. Her letters are spread all willy-nilly across my desk, in a vague hope it will bring back the years I will never get back. Her letters are further in between, and I ponder if she has forgotten me as I forgot the world. My sister wrote in her letter that I broke her heart, that I didn't even have the decency to answer my daughter. I wish you could understand that I did not choose this life. I wish to be with my daughter, but I have no recollection of the past two years. It's all a disaster. I have hurt the only child that I have. Will her letters ever reach me, or does my soon-to-be grown daughter even remember me? I wish her nothing but peace at heart, even if that peace has to be without me. 4th of May, 1992 May the gods have mercy on me, for I am in love. I wish not to miss a second of his tender touch upon me. In the eyes of the god I am a wet woman, but I wish for them to turn a blind eye and allow me the freedom to feel, for I love a man and he loves me. Never shall I pray for something more than I pray he shall not fade away. He completes me. I haven't felt so young in years. Despite all I've lost, the love that has overtaken me feels timeless. You must forgive me, my humble gods. I pray that the honorable goddess Sidamun turns a blind eye to my shortcomings. For I have been so lonely without the care of another. He came into my life with such a rush. I must have thought he was a gift. Will you forgive my sins and allow me such comfort? Can the rules be broken if it's for new hope to blossom? Maybe you have overlooked my indiscretion. I sure hope that is so, for I am your humble servant, despite the hardship that I have endured. I shall hold him tightly against my bosom. Thank you for showing me love before the rest of me is gone. 29th of July, 1998. Damn you. Why must you turn my faith into sorrow and anger? You fill me with nothing but hollowness as I strip you from all that is my own. Five years. You took me away from everything for five years. How shall I turn a blind eye when you treat me so? I am no longer a young woman. Shall I not get love as a gift for how you have made me suffer? I feel left by the gods that should have protected me. I fear the god that has been on my shoulder these years is not the fair Sita, but the cruel and cold-hearted Kahul. I shall no longer love. You have taken away all that is me. I am fading away, and you haven't even had the decency to reward me with relief. I would rather use my chance for a new life than have to meet your gates in trial. I will never want to be reborn in your image. You have failed me. 8th of September, 2004 What happened to my dearest daughter? They will not tell me. I wanted to know if my daughter would be visiting me this year for my birthday. 
but the woman who sat in my room only sighed and left, not speaking a word of my Ophelia. A doctor told me not to worry, but it was easier said than done. All he informed me of was that I would forget her soon enough. Will I really forget my daughter? I fear that he is right. I can no longer picture the faces of the people I used to love so dearly, and the words in this diary may as well have been written by the mind that wasn't mine. My life has lost most of its value. Where is my Ophelia, and when will she come back? 17th of January, 2012 I can no longer keep up. My hair has started to gray noticeably. I am no longer scared by the passage of time. My old age had caught up to me, and the fleeting shall take away more and more. I am an old woman now. My fifty-nine years of life on this planet have earned me the right to be nostalgic of memories I no longer hold. All I remember is that my name is Polly Greenwald. I was born in England in 1953 by a well-loved mother who loved me dearly despite her old ways. I do not recall any other family than my mother, which saddens me when I look at the picture the young nurses have put on my dresser. Their faces are unfamiliar to me. 31st of October, 2021 One day you wake up with graying hair, and the next it has overtaken all the previously blonde you had left. I recognize no one but a singular face, yet I do not recall why I remember her. She will no longer be my nurse, she told me. I didn't know how to respond, for the recollection I hold of her is close to none. She prayed with me, though I doubt she believed the words she spoke. I didn't have the heart to tell her that I didn't believe them either. Sixty-eight years of life, yet I didn't even get to live half of them. My memories are grayer than the hair on my head, my wrinkles go so deep that it makes it harder to believe that they once didn't find a home on my face. I have nothing to hold on to. I didn't get to live before I became gone. <sighs> I have only visited Polly Greenwald a few times, but it saddens me to read of a woman so broken. Somehow she had a smile on her face every time I visited her, but most days she would mumble to herself in ways even I can't explain. I always liked her British accent. It was rather nice to listen to, and I still remember what tea she would make us bring when she was feeling well enough to speak. She had good episodes, but when she was feeling bad or wasn't really around, so to speak, none of us really knew what to do. I hope she has found rest, wherever she is now. It saddens me that I have to say goodbye to not just a patient, but a good friend. I have nothing more to add to her case, since she clearly just lost the battle to dementia at a too young age. Polly passed away in her sleep, hugging a picture of her daughter Ophelia tightly against her chest. Now get some rest, Polly. You've earned it. Circe's is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode featured Alexander Bauma, 
as Elias Emanuel Short and Henry Johannesson as Cairo Miris Timor. It was audio edited by Els Sari and Henry Johannesson. Manuscript edited by Talia Hoyland and Rita Bauna. And written by Alexander F. Bauna. If you like the show, you can rate us on your podcatcher of choice, or even donate or buy some art on our Ko-fi. Want to know us better? Join our public Discord. All the links are in the episode description.